Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Daddy Beyonce Productions. I must be the greatest. Let's get that done. I've been here before and I know what it takes. Hard work, dedication. Boxingboys.com, Mayweather's PB, he's the best. Win, lose, or draw, we coming to fight. Can't nobody take that We're coming to fight. They do what they can, I do what I want. When you look at how he throws that left hook, it starts out really low. We're going to see what kind of counter's going on. Oh, and the left is right by Maidana. And it's all Marcos Maidana gearing a lot of those punches off his shoulder. I think anybody out there listening or Myself. Um, 
You know, I'm, I'm already. Good, good morning, TBV. How you guys doing? Listen, that 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 intro aged well. Shout out to everybody that was on that intro, man. I heard some Danny, some Keith, some Sean, some Ken, obviously Ali. Man, that thing aged well. Shout out to Dollar DiBiase. That was a classic. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Feeling a little bit better, man. Less less mucusy, you know. Getting over the cold. And uh, you know, decided to do this show on uh Rashida Ali coming out to the defense of Bob Arum and Top Rank. Um and I also heard the Chris Mannix podcast and uh, listened to him and Keith Eidick discuss the lawsuit. Wow. You know, it's funny to get their their take on it because um, we thought that they had, and by they I mean Crawford, a powerhouse attorney and um, according to Keith Eidick and and. and and Chris Mannix, who've been in the business for many, many years, I think over 20, um, the complaint was written in a manner uh, let's just say less than it needed to. Um, you can go and check out their podcast. Uh, it's called Boxing with Chris Mannix, and I believe it's episode 270. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I was going into this show assuming that this was, uh, you know, the, the machine coming out to save face for Bob. Um, but after listening to Chris Mannix and Keith Eidick, and I understand, you know, I understand that these are two white men. So, you know, some people are going to automatically assume that they are supposed to speak in favor of Bob. I understand. But after listening to that podcast, and those two journalists are two journalists that I have been following since the beginning, and I respect. They do their job. And after listening to them and 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 hearing them say and I'm paraphrasing here but it's pretty close to this right hearing them say something like I've been covering Bob for 20 years and not only have they not heard him say anything racist or can peg him as a racist they've covered Don King for 20 years and uh you know, Don King, who hated Bob, has never had anything uh, bad to say about Bob in, in, in when it's in reference to racism. So, um, you know, the guy's 80-something years old. And, you know, you're going to need... <laughs> you're going to need... The, the What they're saying is that you're going to need more than just calling them a racist. You have to prove it. Um, so it's going to be interesting. 
It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed their perspective. Obviously, these guys are insiders. You know, uh, they have a good part on that episode where they talk about Canelo and his next moves, and that gave me a lot of clarity, too. We all know Keith is a really good insider when it comes to the PBC. We know Chris, obviously, with his relationship with the Zone, is also another great insider when it comes to the Zone and Canelo because of those relationships and and just their opinions. That was a damn good show or a conversation, you know. So shout out Chris Mannix and Keith Heidick. I was trying to get Keith on. Let me see. He just texted me back. Because they, I mean, you know, we've been getting him on for years. I just respect him. He does such a great job, but it's going to be a tough morning for him. He says he, he said he could come on another day this week. No problem. We'll bring him on to talk that Canelo. We'll save him for another conversation because his thoughts on Canelo were golden. They were golden. I mean, man, it was like he parted the sun and, or the clouds, and I could see the sun when he spoke about the direction in which Canelo's going to go. It's hilarious. I didn't even look at it that way. But again, that'll be sometime this week. We'll get him on as a guest. Uh, so CYP, I'm, I'm reading what you said. I hear you. I mean... He still has to prove it, so he's going to need some sort of hard evidence um, to make this stick. And again, you know, um, the way Keith spoke about the way the complaint was written, it was as if they didn't know what they were talking about. And and that was, that was a little, I was like, oh shit, I jumped back because I'm like, damn, um, you know. I thought that this was a, a a powerhouse attorney. I thought that this was like, you know, this guy that represented all these athletes and and that Terrence, you know, was going to be in there with the Johnny Cochran of, you know, uh, sports, uh, I don't know, uh, sports defense attorneys. I don't know. And, uh, you know, hearing these two guys talk back and forth about the complaint, they actually read the complaint. That's another thing. So, I mean, they're using Dillian White as an example. Uh, a few. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. They got a few examples in there, and, uh, you know, you might need more. And, and when you think of Dillian White, I wonder what Dillian White said. Was it what he said about... Barry Hearns, Eddie's dad, or or did he have something to say about Bob that I'm not remembering? But it's interesting, I'm telling you, it's interesting. Um, sipping tea still, you know? Like I said, I'm trying to beat this thing. Um, but 
it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because again, Rashid Ali, Muhammad Ali, Nico Ali Walsh, these names are synonymous with boxing. And um, the machine has come out to kind of come in the defense of Bob. People are standing with Bob. And, um, you know, Crawford's going to have to have a very good defense. <laughs> for real. Um He's going to have to prove it. It's it's great that he asked for a jury. That's still, I think, I think that's still a great thing. You know, not leaving it in the hands of one man, one judge. You know, uh, putting it in the hands of 12 of your peers. I think that's, that's great. But, you know, they're pulling young Bob with young Ali. And everyone knows the type of person that Ali was and what he stood for. Um, and obviously they want to once again associate the two to show you there's no way he's racist. So again, uh, Bob's team has started. It's going to be interesting to see what Terrence's team does next. You know? But in the case of character witnesses, that's a huge character witness. You know, I mean, the statement alone Rashida Ali makes from her verified Twitter, Bob Arum stood with my father when the world was against him. Bob and my father. Bob and my father. are a big reason why black and brown athletes are fairly compensated today. Proud that my son, Nico Ali Walsh, is part of the team top rank. And she added both Bob and top rank. And again, you know, this is the machine. She's coming out, whether she was asked to come out or, you know, she came out on her own. This is the machine coming out to show face for Bob because not only is she telling you what her father, Muhammad Ali, went through and, and how Bob was a big part of uh, black fighters and Mexican fighters being compensated. She's also telling you that, you know, she's so happy with the treatment of Bob to her father that that's why her son is with that same company. So if you don't think this is her standing with Bob, I don't know. You're uh, you're uh, you're living under a rock. But listen, uh, Adrian should be joining us in just a minute. I guess he's having some technical difficulties, but you can go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other people. So uh, definitely hit that thumbs up button. It looks like Adrian has joined us, and we're going to go back to him. Adrian Rowan, good morning. 
How are you? What's good? What's good, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. How are you? Have you have you have you seen this uh, news? Have you heard this? Have you been following the show uh, for the last few minutes? Do you know where we're at? Um, I, I looked at the pre-pro and I looked up some uh, some of the stuff they're talking about um, with Bob, especially uh, the the Nico Ali Walsh stuff. Um, I mean, they are supporting Nico Ali. I think it's because of his name, obviously. Um, we've all watched Nico's fights. Um, you know, Nico's going to need to be moved a certain way. But Bob, you know, he's putting uh, money behind it and willing to move him uh, the way he needs to be moved so I can see why they're there. And I mean, we can't lie. I mean, how many great fights has Bob set up in his career? If you really think about it. The guy's been in boxing for a long time. Absolutely. So... I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, do I agree with what he did with Terrence Crawford's career? Nah, but I don't know all the factors either. I don't know if, you know, Bob just has a hard time doing business and playing well with others or, you know, if he really did hold Crawford back um, from greatness. Because obviously Crawford's not afraid to fight anybody and he didn't get the fights that he wanted. And uh, I think that... Um, we've always discussed on here that, you know, we felt like Crawford wasn't being moved right, marketed right, like no one was in his ear telling him, you know, how to get the fights that he wants, this, that, and the other thing. I think the re-signing with Bob afterwards, and let's be honest, I mean, Crawford is a multimillionaire. I mean, he he's probably set up for life, like for what most of us would want. So it's hard to say. I mean, but I can say that it seems like, at least from a fan's perspective, he's been moved very carefully and hasn't really got the fights at 147 that he's wanted. So I don't know if that's boxing politics or if it's Bob holding him back. Well, I mean, remember that he he, he put out a lawsuit on Bob, and uh, I, I think that the Rashida Ali uh She's more standing with Bob in the media uh, as this lawsuit and claims of being racist or racial bias towards black fighters uh, has surfaced. I mean, with her statement alone, um, she's saying, look, my dad stood with Bob and and I seen what he did for him and for, 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 for uh, Mexican fighters because she used black and brown. And then she says, that's why my son, Nico, is with So for me, for me, this tweet is more about, look, I know they're calling him a racist out there, but you know how my father was. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, when you think of Ali, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know, know what you're saying, man. I mean, Ali, like, if, if dude was, was built like that, Ali would have been vocal about that and wouldn't have, wouldn't have messed with him on that level. And that's the other thing, you know, I, I caught the podcast with Chris Mannix and Keith Eidick, and, and they are obviously two white men, I understand that, but but they're, they're, they're two very respected journalists in this game that have been doing it for over 20 years, and, and they haven't been able to find someone that says Bob's a racist or that Bob said something racist uh, to them. So it's going to be interesting. I know that Fred on the other hand, does have interesting interviews with Bob. Um, I don't know if anything racial or racist 
was said there. I know that there was a conversation, I believe, shout out to Fred from Barbershop Conversations. I think he they had a conversation about how many black employees worked at the actual top rank and, and how many were executives and not executives. Um, so, but that also came up in the, in the lawsuit. But again, it's just going to be very interesting because this is the first person and this is just a very big person because while she may not be Muhammad Ali, she's the daughter of Muhammad Ali and she's the, 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 the mother of Nico Walsh Ali, who was now with Top Rank. So again, she's basically saying, if there was racism, my son wouldn't be here. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, another thing you got to think about is like this, right? Um, being somebody who's mixed and lived, I've lived in the hood and I've lived in really nice. You've seen where I live. I also grew up out here. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a person to judge, but most people who are white, who come from that era, Bob's era, who are that old, listen, man, they're, they grew up a certain way. They grew up being a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I look at there's a difference between straight up racism, prejudice, and you just doing things the way Adrian, you've been shown gotta, how to do it. We got to switch over. Just answer the call, because right? we got to get this guest on the line. Answer that Skype call, because we're on the wrong Skype. Sorry about that. Uh, we got uh, Stenonius coming on. Let me address this. All right, everything's good. We got. St do I? Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear okay, you, brother. Good, good, good. We got Stenonius coming on. Uh, so I, we, we need to be in the group where I can send the link to the producer. Shout out Brandon in Houston. Uh, so we got a quote from George Foreman, and uh, he says, let me make sure this is Foreman, right? I'm, getting, I'm being sent all types of things. He's not a saint, but Aram is one of the finest men I know, said Foreman, who celebrates his 73rd birthday on Monday. You could call me about 25 other guys 30 other guys and ask me the question and I wouldn't return the call. But not this one. Nuh-uh. He's got a passion for his fellow man. In his suit, Crawford alleges the top-ranked breach contract with him and in fact defrauded him into entering agreements in the first place. He said the suit with that with top rank got Crawford to agree to fight to Egidigis Cavalaskis in order to fulfill an obligation to ESPN its TV partner, and not because it was the best for his career. So uh, this is George Foreman, who was called by Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports, and George Foreman defends Bob Arum as promoters blast Terrence Crawford's vile claims of racism. And this is what I'm saying. My man's got 80 years in the business. Like, they better have a character, physical character witness or some audio or video of Bob being racist because Bob is about to pull out all big guns of every African-American he's worked with that has big names. Look, he they went straight to Muhammad Ali 
and George Foreman. Like, that, those two names are synonymous with boxing. It's like they fucking started it, you know? So, sheesh. Let's see what Crawford's team's got because, again, he's got a powerhouse team. And I hope they didn't make him file a lawsuit and spend money on legal fees for nothing. Shout out to the IBO, Ed Levine. What up, Mike? What up? Yeah, man. Uh, at the end of the day, I think it's hard to beat a lawyer, too. But ain't Bob's a lawyer, right? He absolutely was a lawyer once upon a time. You know what I mean? Like, those those guys are smart. I got lawyers in my family who are also business owners, and trust me, <laughs> dumb boys are sitting in mansions or brownstones over Central Park. And uh, they know their stuff. They know their contracts. Um, they know how to move in court. It's going to be really hard to beat somebody who has a good understanding of the law. And at the same time, like, look at his track record. The guy's been in boxing for how many years? He's put millions of dollars in how many, how many fighters' pockets, made some of the biggest fights in boxing. I mean, it's, it's really hard to uh, see this lawsuit actually working out. And I just hope I'm, it's not, not like some sort that. of weird... I'm not going to go that far as to not say it won't work out because we don't know what they got in the bag, you know? Right. They better have some incriminating emails or, or something because, I mean, they got to they gotta uh, prove their case 100%. Bob just needs reasonable doubt, to be honest with you, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, look at Canelo. He filed a lawsuit, you know? I mean, he not won. He won. He got out of the top, he got out of the, the zone deal and out of the, the Golden Boy contract. He won. And then and turned he around won fast. And, 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 and like turned around and, and did business with the zone right away. I mean, it was it was strategical. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Let me get rid of Oscar. You know, yeah. that was that was a let me get rid of Oscar move. Like I'm I'm down to do business, but I'm gonna do it on my terms. Yeah, I, I don't know why people are saying that, that Ali's daughter won't matter in court. Um, when it comes down to hearsay, and if you don't, if you don't have, you know, physical proof, character witnesses are everything. You know, someone who's willing to testify on your behalf about how good or bad of a person you are can be great or damaging. So I don't know what you guys have been through, but um, but Bud is is definitely accusing uh, bias for the white and Latino fighter, you know. Um, and it's it's all in the suit, you know. It's all in the suit. You just like I said, we gotta read it. We gotta read it. And this could be individual too. I mean, a lot of a lot, you know, looking at it, did he did he just hold Terrence back? You know what I mean? Like, what about their relationship? Because Bob said some pretty greasy shit. Let's be honest. Like he was he was talking kind of crazy and reckless. And uh, maybe, you know, Terrence was smart sitting back, collecting all these things. Because, I mean, Ness, do you think that some of the things that Bob said about Terrence were, you know, negative and maybe trying to um, throw dirt on his name? Because I think Bob definitely did that. 
Well, yeah, but you can throw dirt on their name. It's, it's not, it's got, you know, you're claiming racial bias. You know, that's one of the, you know, uh, uh, apart from keeping them back, holding them back, apart from uh, breach of contract, apart from, uh, you know, not living up to what he said, he's still saying racial bias. So, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, look, it says... The suit alleges that the 90-year-old Aram continues to make racist and bigot statements and purposefully damage the reputation of black fighters. Now, there is a way that he can prove that by saying everything that he said. I don't know that that's racist, but definitely, you know, statements that purposely damage uh, the black fighter in Terrence Crawford. By saying that you could have bought a Beverly Hills mansion with everything that you lost in Crawford, you know, that's proof to the... The late, the back half of this statement. I'm not talking about the racist or the biggest statements. I'm talking purposely damaging the reputation of Crawford by saying those things, by saying that, you know, he doesn't sell, that he's not a pay-per-view fighter. Those are definitely, you know, damaging statements. Um, but they're going to need to also find these racist statements that they're talking about. But Bob goes on to say, Bud Crawford's lawsuit against Top Rank is frivolous. He, his vile accusations of racism are reckless and indefensible. He knows it and his lawyers know it. I have spent my entire working life as a champion of black boxers, Latino boxers, and other boxers of color. I have no doubt the court will see Crawford's case for more than a malicious extortion attempt that it is. So we'll see how this unfolds. I, I just, you know, I don't believe that, that Crawford would, would be advised to go through all this if they didn't have something concrete, you know, some physical, tangible evidence that they can show, some sort of conversation, some sort of email, some sort of text, something, something that maybe maybe a witness that was in a meeting that is willing to come forward and say, yeah, he called them something, something, blank, blank. I don't fucking know, but you need something. I'll tell you that. You're going to need something. You're going to need something, you know. And again, I guess you don't, you know. If you can prove some of the accusations, it's not like they're going to throw the whole thing out. Like, they'll find them guilty on... Everything other than that, I guess, right? I, I don't know. That I don't know. We, we we need a lawyer. It's so funny. I had a lawyer once upon a time email me like that he listens to the show and he loves the show and he would love to be on the show whenever we needed a lawyer. I don't remember his name or the number. I need you to email me again. We need you now more than ever. Boxing's become so legal, it's crazy. We actually need a lawyer on call. Yeah, I mean, at the end of at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. Just growing up where I grew up, being around the type of people I've been around, um, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, if you're a person of color and you're around a white male around the age of a Bob, you know, ancient, like, just know they do have sudden prejudices. Like, it. What's said amongst themselves might not be said amongst us. And trust me, I know. But that's the thing, though. He's 90, and that and that's what that's what Keith Eidick and Chris Manick are saying. It's like, 
He's 90 and we haven't run across someone that's ever called them a racist, that's ever had something to say, a story to tell. They're journalists and they couldn't they couldn't get Don King to say he's a racist. You, so that's what I'm I, that's all I'm saying. Like that's a little bit Well, that's strong. what I'm saying. That's why that's it's some tough. That's why I said maybe Terrence to have is mad, mad about maybe he's more mad about what was said personally about him. You know, and, and attaching that to it. You know what I mean? Because he, he could take it that way. Because, I mean, look at the current state. I mean, Tyson Fury, Bob's doing great things for Tyson. Hey, man, let me, you can use my private jet, Tyson. I bet you Terrence ain't ever flown in his private jet. I mean, I, but but Terrence hasn't made the money that Tyson has made. And Terrence, want, Terrence wants to be paid the money that Tyson has made, you know? Like... These guys, Earl and Terrence, want some big uh, guarantees, man, for that fight. Of course they do, man. That's the fight. That's the fight. You know what I'm saying? It's like Pacquiao Mayweather, right? That's the it's fight. Not, that's gonna, that's it's gonna not though. That's going to be a. It's not that people keep saying. Like I don't. Why is it like Pacquiao Mayweather? Because people have built it up to be that because people want another Pacquiao Mayweather. No. Are you just associating one big fight with another simply because you think it's a big fight? I mean, it's not Pacquiao. Earl isn't even doing Pacquiao numbers. Pacquiao was at least a consistent 900,000 pay-per-view seller. Floyd but what, was one, but what fight one besides and above. Canelo, who's doing that? But that's my point. So stop calling them Floyd and Pacquiao. Neither Do you think one. they could get 800,000 views, though? 900,000 pay-per-views together? I don't know. You don't know. think that that happens? I, I don't know. Pacquiao lasted 600,000 with Thurman. Canelo, who's Canelo, did 800,000 with Plant. My man did 1.1 with fucking Chavez Jr. I guess my point is this. The reason we want that fight, Ness, is because... Can we agree that right now at 147, we consider Terrence Crawford and EJ the two best? Those are the two. But, like if but, one but just the because other, we consider them the best welterweight. All I'm saying is just because the best are fighting the best, it don't make a Mayweather impact. Mayweather was doing sick numbers with Robert Guerrero. He did over 900,000. Robert Guerrero, he was a fucking featherweight. He jumped up and fought two welterweights and got a Floyd fight. He was a 126-pounder, bro. Like, it was a different time. Floyd, Listen, and that's, Floyd and that's, was a but different that's my person. Point. It, was, it was a different time. Like, think about Michael Jackson bro, as, a, you know that, as an you know entertainer. That, think about it. We're never going to have another Michael Jackson-level type entertainer. No, that no. dude was something, and only in his time, because he did it and before the internet, shows before like all that, right? So he was this huge thing. What I'm saying is that era of boxing leading up, you know, to the to that fight, even though it was years later, you know, shit was that big. Shit was that popping. Floyd had built his career a certain way. Manny built his career a certain way, and it was coming to a head, right? They were like two trains. They just needed to collide. It the was, whole world wanted that. It still was just a different time, bro. It was just a different time. Like, these kids are still in. They still in. Jake Paul's audience is already still in. They still in. It's, it's a different time. Back then, you had to have a black box. Not everybody could get it. 
Your mans had to know how to get it. He had to know how to fit. It was different. Shit is too easy to watch now, man. These dudes can never do them numbers that those old people was doing. It's, bruh, it's hard. It's hard. And, that, and that's, but that's like, that's kind of my point because we're talking about two different eras of boxing. You know, you're right. There's not going to be the blockbuster of that because them two dudes ain't built their careers like that. Not in that era. Because what? Pacquiao's like fighter in two different decades, right? Hell yeah. Like, you know what I mean? These guys, these guys ruled boxing when I was watching it. You know what I mean? Coming up, like I watched these careers, like the no fear Manny Pacquiao. Who remembers that dude? You know, little as hell, no fear trunks and shit. Um, but at the same time, I'm just saying it's like it's a bigger fight. We, you know, we we want to see we want to see that. Bro, I but, mean, we've been arguing but, about that fight for how many years? Have listen we wanted this fight listen on TBV? How long have we been talking about it? Maybe three years. Listen to me. How much does Bud want? He got six million to fight Porter off of Earl loss, a Formella win. No belt. He got six million. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at that. Yeah, I mean, look at his last few fights, man. I mean, add that, add them numbers up. You know, it, like I looked at that in the pre-pro. That's a, that's heavy. So how like, much he won for Earl, who got three belts? It's for undisputed. I got the last piece of the puzzle. He need me, or he can't be. I'm already undisputed. I already got give, ring. How much they give belt. Caleb Plant to undispute with Canelo? I don't even know. At I the end of the day, I like, don't what, even, what's the I, number we are talking me, about? The number we've heard is ten, because Billy got eight. So I would say the number would have to be between eight and ten. So now that's you, still a lot. So, so, that's still so, a lot. So now you got to guarantee him ten million. And what, Earl, 10 million? You think Earl who's bringing... Because again, Crawford thinks he's the last piece of the puzzle. Crawford thinks Earl needs him to undispute because he's already undisputed. So he believes he deserves the lion's share. Earl believes I deserve the lion's share. I did all the heavy lifting. I got all the fucking belts. So how do you make these two men happy? Because Earl ain't taking 10 if Crawford getting 10. He says 60-40. He said 80-20. He says 70-30. They ain't doing 50-50 with that man lifting up three belts. That shit ain't happening. No, I mean, I agree. I, I agree that, like, I'm just saying if Plant had one belt and all Canelo needed to do was lift that off him to be undisputed... He bruh. made sure dude got paid. Bruh, and don't and get remember, me wrong. They don't have that kind of... I don't think they're going to put that kind of money out. And remember, that was a $50 million pot. You're talking about a $50 million pot. I don't think they doing that with Earl and, and Bud. I, I mean, my thing is if Earl Earl come back, beat Ugas and look great. Because let's just be honest. We all want to see what Earl's like, right? Because the last fight he was out, he said he was, what, 80% against Danny Garcia? Now, if he put on an impressive performance against Ugas, um, Terrence did what he had to do, man, against Sean Porter. He stopped him. They got to you know? make 500,000 pay-per-view buys. I think they could get that, but it got to be marketed right. But that must be the issue. It must not be a $10 million piece fight, man. They must want more than that because, yo, 
Ten million dollars each is twenty. Five hundred thousand at eighty is forty. Know what I'm saying? Like even if they giving half to somebody, they got twenty plus sponsorships. Why they can't make this fight? It must be that them boys want more than ten million each. And we know again, it's like I said, if 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 Bub want ten, ain't no way Earl taking ten. But I don't know what is it? Twenty five million dollar pot. 15 for Earl, 13 for Earl, 12 for, 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 for Bud. Like, I don't know how much they want because 500,000 pay-per-view buys covers it. Easy peasy. I don't get it. My million. thing is, if you, if, you put a, if you put the right money behind the marketing, I think you can, you can sell those pay-per-views. I mean, I they think scared. you can build that fight up. They scared, man. The man did 130 with Porter. He did 130 with Porter. At least Earl did 275. That's money in the bank with 275. You do 275,000 times 80. That's 22 mil. Them boys ain't getting no motherfucking 10 and 12 mil to fight. They made money. But at some point, it has to be money, but it also has to be pride. Like, don't, don't the two of them actually want to know who's the better one? I mean, all that shit talk, I'm just saying, don't they want to know well, I mean, they're going to get paid well either way, in my opinion. But don't they really want to know I think they want. The I think they want Deontay Wilder money. That that must be it. They want $25 million or some shit. And I get it because people like you keep saying they Mayweather Pacquiao. Mayweather Pacquiao. Mayweather made 180 Pacquiao walked away with 130 So them boys like, no, we ain't fighting each other till we get 100 They want to be that, but they ain't that. Well, yeah, they, I, I'm agree with you on that. They, that I don't look at that fight and go, yeah, they're gonna make that kind of money. But I'm just saying, it's just been a question for so long. I think as the fans, we just want to see the fight. You know, um, we, I, I, I'm all about the fighter getting paid fairly, but at the same time, don't you want to be the best? And that's what's wrong with this era of boxing. It's about what you're gonna pay me. I get it's prize fighting, but at the end of the day, like. There's got to be some pride in being like, hey, you know, if EJ's like this, y'all said dude was going to beat me. You said he was whatever. I proved he wasn't that. You know, that's like Crawford saying, man, they wouldn't let me on this side of the street. I beat Porter. Now I'm going to come beat you and I'm going to clean up your side of the street. Like there's got to be some there's got to be some pride in wanting to be that guy. Yo, it's just it's just that, man. Is is that that they think they Mayweather Pacquiao, so they want more money. Because if they wanted 10 and even 15 million, they still could do it. Like I said, five hundred thousand is forty million dollars, man. And we all know we had Idick on here the other day. They no longer gotta give fifty percent to nobody. I don't know what's the cut, but it ain't fifty no more. So if we do a million pay-per-views, that's 80 million, bro. If they sell uh, you know, at $80. So that's the thing. The last time when the last time somebody did a million, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. That's a lot. And again, they they got to give some sort of percentage to somebody cuz somebody got to help promote this motherfucker. How many how many buys or streams did uh, Mayweather Jake Paul get? Bruh, uh, not I, Jake, I don't uh, even know. I went to the fight. I don't not know. Jake, who did he fight? Uh, the brother. 
Logan, right? He brought Logan. Yeah, fought he fought Logan. Logan. He fought, but I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. You could Google it. I doubt them numbers out there, bro. These people ain't giving us numbers. Because I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see what Floyd's last time out, given knowing what he's got to make to even make an appearance, it'd be interesting to know, you know, what those numbers were. Like how Floyd translates in the current state of boxing versus, I mean, and it's against a YouTuber, so, I mean, I real quick, it is what it is. I just want to give credit to my man, Low Blow Leo. If you're watching the video right now, at this exact moment, you see a video playing on our thumbnail uh, where it's like a recap of the relationship with Muhammad Ali, Bob Arum, Nico Walsh Ali, Rashida Ali. Uh, and this is a tribute that he made, obviously, uh, saying that Nico Ali is the perfect fighter in comparison to his grandfather. But I did want to give him credit because I'm using his content. Uh, low Blow Boxing underscore uh, is his TikTok. And he is Low Blow Leo on Instagram. So... Yes, follow him. He's only got 113 followers. I just followed him. And uh, like I said, you know, we give credit around here. Let me get to some of these super chats. I'm sorry I let them uh, pile up. I do appreciate each and every one of you. I just wanted to get the conversation going so that you know exactly what it is that we're talking about. Um, yeah, we want to get your opinion. We got Andre. Di I always say it's Dakota. That's exactly what it is, right, Dakota? And he says, but have to provide a good case before this complaint to see a jury. The judge is going to say, find a way to mediate this problem before you waste the people's time. Bud should have filed in another city. I'm not, again, I'm not going to say any of that. I'm going to believe still that this powerhouse attorney has something up his sleeve. You know, I don't want to believe that they're just trying to take Bud's legal fees, man, because uh, that would be some sleazeball shit. I want to believe they got something up their sleeve, some sort of concrete something that they're going to provide that's going to be the, you know, that ah moment. We got Kai who says, Bud mentioned race. It's not what he is suing Bob for. If you read the counts, it's solely breach of contract and misrepresentation. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's suing for racial bias against black fighters. But we shall see. Chris Carlson says, Foreman is also synonymous with being a coon. Wow. That's your opinion. Uh, Real Dude Uprising. The pay-per-view high earning era is over. Promoters and fighters can accept it. I guess you meant can't accept it. Promoters aren't willing to do promo like in the past. They don't even like to open promo budgets. You're right, bro. You're right. I mean, it's just they have, they're defeated, guys. They're defeated. This this illegal streaming era has defeated them. They, they don't want to come out with new ways to counter the illegal streaming because they're defeated. They're losing millions of dollars, bro. 
you know? Um, I mean, just think about when HBO was on the air, bro. Everybody was doing a million on pay-per-view. You know, that's that era of boxing, though. Like, if you were a boxing fan, not that we're not getting bled dry now, but... You know, you had to have HBO. You had to do that. You had to call That's it. That's the thing. Had, it was less saturation. Control. No, there was less saturation. There was there was there was HBO. Then there was Showtime. We had a little bit of Friday night fights. Slowly we got uh oh, excuse me. We had HBO, we had Showtime, Championship Boxing, both. Then they had their series. HBO had HBO after dark, Showtime always had the next generation show box. Then we had our Friday night fights. Slowly, we got that bullshit from top rank on True TV. And then the, the oversaturation began right then and there. You know, you started to get your spikes. Your, your, well, you always had spike, but then spike converted uh, when, when PBC was around because Golden Boy used to do spike TV. Um, like, what was it called? Friday nights at, at, at the... Some fucking theater they had, man. I don't know. I it's where I got to see all Jesse Vargas's beginning fights when he was with Roger Mayweather. You know, Spike was doing boxing back then. Then they got they graduated when PBC came out and did Spike. They went to Spike. They went to Bounce. They went to ESPN. They fucking had the shit on CBS, CBS Network. It's just it, oversaturation. Everybody got boxing now. You know, and you, and I didn't even talk about the Spanish stations. You got the Azteca TVs. You 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 had what's the other BN Sports? You got Telemundo. Uh, Telemundo. I don't know if they're still around. No, absolutely, <laughs> they're around. Telemundo. You know, it's so much. It's just an oversaturation. And then Golden Boy, they got smart. They're like, fuck it, we're going to RingTV.com. Then they went to the live TV app. And it's just oversaturation. Everybody, top rank, eventually got on board, made their own app. And then, you know, the zone showed up. ESPN got back in the game. It just it, oversaturation, bro. Oversaturation. Everybody and their mother is doing boxing, bro. Everybody's doing boxing. That's and that's not a bad thing, though, in a sense, bro. It's like it is. We love the sport, right? It is because it raised the value of the fighters and it oversaturated the market that now that they can't even pay the fighters, right? So what happened is because everybody wanted to get in, everybody started throwing money at fighters. So guys like Jesse Vargas started making $1.8 million to fight Thomas DeLorme. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what the fuck is going on? You got, you know, Al on paper was giving these guys $2 million. You know, you, Thurman's getting $2 million on paper to fight Porter. You know, whatever they got behind the scenes, you know, it, it'll be a mystery of boxing forever, you know. But on paper, everybody started getting more money, and then the networks couldn't compete. The budget, yo, ESPN gets $90 million to Bob Arum for the year. That's the biggest budget in boxing. Al can only compete with that budget because he got two networks. Uh, actually, that's not the biggest budget because they gave the zone. Didn't they gave, give Eddie. I was gonna say, don't didn't they, they gave, give Eddie, they gave Eddie? Eddie got the bag. bag Eddie got you know the bag. I mean? Eddie, got the Eddie allegedly bag. got Eddie allegedly got a million, uh, 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 something. I don't know, a billion. I don't know. He got some money. 
Yeah, but, and, and but look we what also Eddie know doing. that that shit didn't work out right. They they pulled back, and and maybe he never got that big number up front that they said because we seen that the zone, uh, you know, had to go and buy, sell, move things around, and bring more money in in the last two years. But but uh, you know, Al's budget is something like fifty eight with Showtime, and sixty with 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 uh, with Fox. For a combined, you know, of one something in that in the court in the year, and and but still, you know, for Bob ninety million plus ESPN, which is the home of sports, that was a great deal, and 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 that, and now I see why he couldn't give Pacquiao forty million to fight Crawford. You know, that's a lot of money, that's a lot of money, and Crawford. I mean, Pacquiao only did. 600,000 with Thurman. Like, what was the guarantee they was about to crack a mill and he was going to make that 40 back plus what he had to pay Crawford? That's half your budget for the year. You give them 50 million, it's over. You better make that back. If I'm giving you 50, which is more than half of the budget for the year, because I got to give Crawford 9 or 10, you know it. If I'm giving Pacquiao 40, what am I going to do with Crawford? Give him four? He ain't taking that shit. So a $50 million budget, talking about $90 million for the year, we snatching 50 We got to make it back. We got to sell them pay-per-views. They, could, they were afraid to take the risk. I see it. I see it, man. It's crazy, man. Is that the shit has changed with this illegal streaming. It's, 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 it's just, just changed, man. Well, listen, man, that's the thing, though. I mean, come on. The first rule of business, you a business owner, Ness, is that the one for sure thing that's going to happen is shit's going to change and you're going to have to adapt to that change. That's like the number one rule of business. Like you need to be able to adapt. If you can't adapt, then, you know, um, you're going to fail, you know? And I, and I heard that from like a really big business person out here. When, uh, when my wife graduated from business school, she graduated like top 5% of the school. And this dude, like Mr. Marcus cinemas, hotels telling us how, when you hit certain eras, they had to get their money off of this, money off of that. How business is always going to change, and if you don't change with it, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna prosper. But with that being said, shout out to Dollar. This jogger outfit is fire. Nice. It's fire. It's fire. He can do any fighter. What's that, too. James Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I had to get lights out. I got the matching the uh, um, the joggers too to go with it, man. But this shit is spot on for real. My my son got the uh the tank one, so I I suggest to anybody looking for a nice little jogger, the price is right and the, and the works quality. Yeah, and so shout out to Dollar. I believe that's direct to garment, like you could stretch it. That's not an iron on. That's dope. Cause I got shirts from Dollar myself. He did my last like fifty five shirts. I got Coach Myers with the Fat Twenty dub, and he says. Bud knows a lot that us fans don't know. More things happen behind closed doors than in the media. High-profile attorneys will tell you up front if your case is worth winning or not, and their reputation is on the line also. And that's what I keep saying, Coach Myers. Like, I'm not ready to say that the lawsuit isn't going to work because I'm assuming you paid these, these this 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 very expensive legal team, this big badass legal team that that's represented Gabrielle Union and and all these people that I mentioned on yesterday's episode. 
that you paid them for a reason and that they t they gave you a reason why they deserved your money. You know, uh, I, I don't like attorneys to just steal money, man. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Well, all right, Ness, man, I got to jet out of here and get to the gym, man. I got some clients. Plus, I got to I gotta get my own workout in to get ready for this Border Wars coming up. Let's go, so, champ. Stay in you know, I got to put that work in. And uh, shout out to Amateur Boxing. Me and my me and my guy, Kevin, were leaving tonight to go up to Minnesota to fight in the uh, the regional silver gloves. Uh, I think region four. Uh, shout out to uh, Marlon. So Icy Simmons, I know we somewhere near you if we in Minnesota. Um, so yeah. that's Kevin, uh, the one that spars with the with the with the pro, right? The little young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Kevin, man, Kevin's something special, man. When when what he, he gets to the age age and turns, trust me, y'all gonna see him. What is he weighing? Well, see, they messed up our age bracket, so we had to actually drop weight from the original, uh, so we could go with the Wisconsin team. Um, but we're fighting at 110. Wow, 110 pounds. Jesus, that's like below Nonito. And that's like Vic Darchini in way. He fought a pro but bro, 12. He, this nigga got an eight pack. I mean, y'all, no, eight know, pack. I like, that boy, boy looking him. crazy. And he him. he moved like Roy, man. He got that Roy head movement, man. He's just he's just exciting to watch. I'll be honest. Like, Record he's one of those shit, students champ. I got where I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you people are just gonna they're gonna pay to just see you fight because of the way you fight you gotta record that and put that on the old school boxing channel man what's just going on man hey man you know i'm going to man you know i'm gonna record it i'm gonna get someone to record it up there for me plus i'll I be having a sparring and stuff but uh i respect other coaches and stuff i have to ask them whether you know uh i'm respectful like if i can put it out no, there no, I'm, talking you know, about the what fight. I'm talking about the actual the actual amateur fight but what's up with oh, the yeah. ring man I, I i follow you i ain't see the ring yet what's going on so right now um george is in the process of buying the building we're in because the dude who owns the building owns some restaurants so there's a whole back area um i was trying to put it up back there but he's got too much shit back there i need to be able to move some stuff around um, I'm actually thinking about putting a ring up temporary, temporarily in our other gym location, you know, just to go spar, just to do whatever. Because um, this year, I think I'm going to throw two amateur shows myself, bro, you know, with some belts and all tell, that. Tell, tell George, give you some of that fucking mat, bro. That gym big as hell. He don't need all I, that Hey, listen, I, I already told him that, too. We talking about possibly knocking down one of the walls in the gym that goes to the locker room, Bruh, and then we're going to put the, we gonna put the ring in there. Do they really use all them fucking rolling mats? That shit huge. Nah, they, nah, they don't. Trust Come me, on, uh, we were in meetings and talking about 2022, so that was one of our discussions last night about cutting that mat down, knocking oh, yeah. a wall out, you know, and uh, making sure that ring's out there. That That's where I want it, because that's where all my fighters are at. That other gym's like another 25 minutes away, and I'm not really feeling that. Yeah, man. Well, Adrian, uh, let everybody know once again where they can find you in, and thank you as always for joining. All right, y'all can find me at Black Man Jones on Instagram. Definitely follow us this weekend. I'll be posting video of uh, Kevin's fight. He's an exciting fighter. Trust me, uh, you won't be disappointed. I know there's probably lots of great boxing this weekend, but uh, check him out. Show him some support. I promise you he's going to be something as he comes up in the game, and I just want you to see how special he is. All right. And another thing before I go. So Carlos said he want to come to New Mexico and get some work. So you got another guy out there who said he, he's thinking about coming. Oh, 
Uh-oh. He, he just wanted a fight. Man, I wonder how old is Sir Isaac now. He's probably like 40 now. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Carlos grown now. Now Carlos, man, he out of school. He an 18-year-old now. Uh-oh. So, you know, shit, he, he said he wants to smoke. Let's see, man. Listen, if he's serious, you know we got fights for him, man. He so said he's far, serious, man. Listen, Carlos said he's trying to go pro after eight amateur fights. I told him he got to do way more amateur fights yeah, than that. He got to slow like, down. Bro. He got to slow down. Right, right, right. He feeling himself, man. He feeling himself. But, though. I mean, you know, um, if he got He's the, good, though. He's if good. If he got the skill. But you see, Devin Haney had so much amateur fights and tournaments already in the bag because he was doing it for so young. So it w- when he turned pro at 17, he already had the experience, you know. It's a little different. Carlos needs some experience before turning pro. No, that's what I told him, man. I already I already advised, like, he he should think 30 to 40 fights first, at least, yeah, uh, before doing be it because nice. he's young. So, but, you know, but I don't want to take up time any more time, you guys. Just check check me out. On Black Man Jones at Instagram, I'm going to put that fight up there. I also post it to my Facebook, which is just my name, Adrian Rowan. Um, TBV family, y'all have a great morning and enjoy your weekend. All right, champ. Um, If you're on Blog Talk, don't forget to hit the number one. Uh Uh-oh. What's going on here? How do I get rid of this shit? Fudge and hell. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to go to callers in just a bit. Let me just exit this. Why is this doing this? Lord, how this happened? Fudge. All right, we're going to have to go here and go to the callers. All right, all right. If you're on Blog Talk, don't forget you got to press one. You know, none of you have pressed one, so it's like you don't want to get on, all right? Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Remember to drop that five-star review on iTunes, all right? That's always the best, absolute best thing you can do to support the show. It's absolutely free to do, and it means more to me than anything in the entire world, all right? When it comes to the podcast, if anything. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. We're still on the hunt for that other 300 subscribers so that we could get to 131,000, the long road to 31,000 subscribers. Only you can help us get there. So tell a friend to tell a friend, man. You know, help us get these goals. We got to crush them for 2022. Uh, we got to do better than last year. We working. You see the grind. Respect it. Tell a friend to subscribe. All right. We are going out to Big Fish 
Vega. What is up? Good morning, my friend. No, good morning, man. I'm, I'm just listening, man. Thanks. All right. We're going to Cincinnati Zone. Hello, ladies. Anybody that knows me, you know I've been a player, whether it was in Alabama, Ohio, or anywhere around the globe. TheBoxingBoys.com. I've been smashing Telly Swifts, man. I didn't have to become a millionaire to get that caliber of woman. One of the people's choices, one of the fan favorites, a guy that can galvanize this crowd such as myself. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. The AJ of trucking. Whoop! Yep, Brandon in Cincinnati. SDS promotion. Yo, Ness, what up? Good morning, my guy. What up? I got a question before I get... You just disappeared into the abyss. He said, I got a question and disappeared. Yo, Brandon. Yo, can you hear me? Now, can you hear me? Yeah, now we do. It's that Bluetooth, man. Oh, I think I hit a bass. But I was saying, what you think about Bud versus Tim Zoo at 154? Oh, that's a good fight. That's a good fight. Yeah. And, when and, I looked at the... and that'll make him the mandatory for the WBO. Exactly. But not that he need it because he's the super chair. That's what I'm saying. He could easily ask for that position. But it's a way to, you know, get up there and get acclimated to the weight. Oh, that's know? a great that's fight. A... That's a great fight. That's a great fight. The only thing is, you know, if Australia is bad for, for Cambosos, it's going to be bad for... Uh, Tim Zoo. I thought about that as well. Just a thought I had, but as far as the topic, like I said, I, I, I'm supporting my man. He's my favorite fighter. I hope he has some some serious evidence in the tuck. But, but on the surface, with the stuff that he has brought out, it ain't gonna be enough, man. As far as proving that racial shit, now that breach a contract, he has a case. If they promised you two fights a year and they only gave you one, I mean, it, it they. They got to owe you some, right? So I, I don't really like the fact that he's doing this. I would rather him kill Bob Zam's words with success. Floyd killed Bob Zam's words with success. I love you, and I went on to be a bigger star. Penthouse sweet, looking down on you, pissing on your forehead. And I would much rather Bud do that instead of having to take him to court. If it would have my choice, just kill him with your success, Bud. Fuck him. Fuck him. They say you, you ain't a star. Prove him wrong. That's what I'd much rather him do. But that's my call, man. I'm going to support my guy either way. All right, champ. Uh, and I just want to read off these Terrence Crawford earnings in his recent fight. $6 million guaranteed for Sean Porter. $3.5 million for Deadbrook. Excuse me, Kelbrook. $4 million for Ejiligis Cavalaskis. $4.8 million for the ghost of Amir Khan. $3.5 million for Jose Benavidez Jr. Also, Top Rank paid an additional 50000 for every Crawford training camp. Damn, he had a 
He had a sweet pea deal, let me tell you. He had a sweet pea deal. Like, how the fuck he get them to pay his training camp? 50 G's? Yo, you bringing in all types of spawn partners. Y'all eating lovely, too. 50 G's per camp. 50 divided into eight weeks. Let me see how much is that per week, bro. Shit. He had a sweet. That's why he resigned. We all asking each other why he resigned. Uh, I guess that ain't that much. That's only six thousand a week. So if you got to pay spawn partners on that week, you giving let's say a thousand a pop. You bringing in three, pop 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 leaves you with three. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay their housing or their hotel. Hopefully you got a spot. But if not, you paying the hotel. Wilder was paying hotels. So, I, you know, I mean, it's still sweet deal that he got it out of Bob's pocket, though. Shit, what a negotiator. You know, it ain't that much, though, when you divide it into eight-week training camp. It's only, only $62.50 a week, man. But you got to think about it. Not every fighter spars for eight weeks. So, you know, you only paying heavy on what? Four weeks out of an eight-week training camp for spawn partners. So, that's when you're paying the bulk of your money. For, for hotels and spawn partners. And that's if you're paying a 1000 a pop. Um, you already know he get a lot of in-house. You know, you get your Richards and Hitchens, your Shakur's in there, sharpening him up. You get your young, who was his name? Jesus Rivera's or whatever. Jesus, I know it's a Jesus that goes spars over there and trains over there. But that's still phenomenal, 50000 bro, for a camp. This fighters out here that can't, they don't got money for camp. They got to pay out their pocket. They manager got to put that shit up. You know, they manager got to get them some, some, some sparring. 50 Gs. That's why he resigned. So let me see. This is what? One, two, three, four, five fights. So what was it? A two fight deal? Then he resigned for a three fight deal? I wonder how many, you know, because he, he signed and then re-signed. So this is interesting, though. We got a brand new caller in Miami. What's up, man? What's them gas prices looking like? Last I was in Miami, that shit almost made me pull my hair out. The little I got left. What's up, Ness? What's up? Who's this? My name is Chris. Uh, I live in Miami. Um, I'm, I'm an attorney. Oh, and I'm also a boxing fan. Beautiful, Chris. Have you been listening to the show long, or did someone say, "Hey, Ness is looking for an attorney"? No, I, I I've been listening to the show for quite a while, you know, on and off. And then I heard you this morning that you need an attorney, and I said, "Boy, let me let me call in," you know, so I could talk about you know this this lawsuit that Bud filed. Um, did you read? The I will story? tell you this. <clears throat> I didn't read the story, and I haven't a chance to read the complaint, but I have a, I have a general idea of what the possible evidence is, given Bob's comments in the media over the past couple years. And I will say this, okay? This case is going to survive a summary judgment. A summary judgment is a procedure where a court can enter a judgment where the evidence is one-sided and incapable of conflicting inferences. In this case, the evidence is susceptible to conflicting inferences. 
that means a jury has to decide the case in a trial. Bob doesn't want to go to trial because if it goes to a trial, you get the right jury in there. And I know this because I've, I've, I've done jury trials. It can, it can, it can go sideways. Bob is going to settle. There's too much risk, and he knows he's not going to win this case on a motion for summary judgment. Even though Bob is saying that, that here? yeah, I'm here, I'm here. But did you see Bob's comments where right. where he says that? Let me just pull this up again. Um, no, he said that he said that the lawsuit's frivolous. Yes, and I'm telling you that it's not. And because that, if you can survive that, a motion for summary judgment, that order. Go ahead. I was just gonna say he says I have no doubt the court will see Crawford's case for more than a malicious extortion attempt that it is. No, he's wrong. He's dead wrong, okay? Because the court's going to look at this, and the judge is going to say, okay, the, the, a jury could infer from, his, from, all, from everything that's happened that there is systematic racism going on, and he did breach the policy. He did commit fraud in the inducement of the contract, okay? And the jury could see it that way. As long as the jury could potentially see it that way, you survive a summary judgment that automatically tells you the case is not frivolous. So, so, so how mean, long this, do you think case, before but, we see something happening or we find out that he's uh, going to settle? Like, how fast is this going to move? Well, it I, I, okay. If Bob doesn't uh, decide he wants to litigate and take discovery, okay, this is, it's going to take more than a year to get discovery done because they're going to take depositions. You know that they're going to bring in Floyd as a witness. Because, you know, Floyd's going to sing about his prior history with Bob and other fighters. You know, that's going to take time. There's going to be asking for document production. They're going to be sending out written uh, interrogatories. That, the process of discovery, since it's a state court action, it's a little bit different. It's unlike federal court. But a state court action, the discovery can last more than a year. And then once the discovery's over, then the parties will move for what's called a motion for summary judgment. The judge is going to wind up denying it based on what I'm telling you, okay? Because there's enough there for a jury to decide the merits of the case. And then when that happens, Bob will either probably go to mediation and work out a settlement because he's got too much to lose. And he doesn't want to take the risk that things can go sideways if Bud gets the right jury in that box. Mm. Now, I believe I've seen that. But it when I'm only... telling you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no! But what I'm telling you is this. I also want to say this is not a guaranteed win for Bud either. This can this, this can go either way. That's what I'm telling you. Either way, what's the other way? A jury can find that you know that Bob didn't breach the contract. He didn't commit fraud in the inducement, and uh, and he's not he's not he's not liable in any of the counts that's being alleged. Yeah, I mean, that's what some of the inside journalists are saying because of the guaranteed amounts. There's really no one in boxing that gets this sort of guaranteed amount of money. I mean, Mikey's gotten, you know, maybe his last two fights or three have been similar to this, if not bigger than these. But, you know, his opponents have been greater. Like, to fight some of these guys and get some of this money, you know, is he's, he's being overpaid. Yeah, and a jury can see it that way. But on the other hand, remember, he's, you know, Bud's alleging that he was promised a Pacquiao fight, and that was the reason why he resigned. And look at what Bob did. And look what Bob said in the media. 
that Bud can't sell, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A jury can say that this guy had no intention of honoring that promise. Mm. So what I'm telling you is this, this is not, you know, a, a, a rock solid case for either party. Either party could win or lose that trial. That's why Bob is going to settle because he's got more to lose. Did because you if Bud wins that trial. I was going to ask, did you Go see ahead. the attorney, the name of the attorney? And do you know them? Do you recognize them? Nah, nah, I don't. I don't know them. I mean, I practice uh, in Florida, state court and federal court in Florida, but I really don't know them. You know, but I'm not sure if they're going to be ones who're going to tr try the case. They'll probably begin. They'll probably bring in a real good trial lawyer if it gets to that point. Wow. Well, thank you for the you know, clarity, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you that you know, I, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Bob may not want to settle right off the bat, but he's going to settle. Because he's got a lot more to lose. Because if a jury comes back with a verdict against him, the amount of damages, and there's, I believe he's also asking for punitive damages, that'll put Top Rank out of business. But isn't it only you know, $10 million yeah, that he's asking for? Yeah, and compensatory. But from what I heard, he's also asking for punitive damages. That's, uh, that's more damages on top of the $10 million, Where I believe, and I'm not sure what the law is in Nevada, but in some states, punitive damages is like is is like treble damages. You get three times the amount of the compensatory damages on top of that. So the attorney's you know, so name that, is that Brian Friedman. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's the the case is in Nevada. You know, I, I mean, I'm surprised it's not in federal court because I believe that there's diversity jurisdiction. That means when you got people who live in different states, and the amount of controversy is more than seventy five thousand dollars then it's the federal court that has jurisdiction. Christian, we're going to always you know, call I don't think on Bud's you now. Have you, do you do yeah, with man, contract you know, law? Uh, yeah, I, I've dealt with contracts before. Okay. I've dealt with contracts before. Because that's, you know? that's mainly you know, what we'll use you for. You know, there's so much shit that comes out in these fighter contracts. This is new. This was like breaking news, you know, a lawsuit against Bob. That's We've never really seen that. We've seen Bob Listen, sue, I mean, sue, the, the, sue Al, though. Yeah, we've seen that. And, you know, and as a matter of fact, I've read the PBC contract out of that, out of that lawsuit. And what's, what a lot of people don't understand, you know, fans, is that a lot of these fighters, they don't have any say in who they get to fight. Because in the PBC contract, for example, Heyman gets to reject fights unilaterally without consent of his fighters. You know, so, and that, you know... And because of the contract says that, when we go back to the Charlo incident about Charlo supposedly turned down the fight, no, PBC did it unilaterally without consulting with Charlo. That was years ago. And now I know the reason why, because I read the contract. Heyman has that power under the agency contract. And I, and I, and I suspect top ranked contract is the same way. But as your advisor or manager, shouldn't there be... Like, shouldn't he have to tell you what offer came in? Listen, he could, but the At contract itself, you, the PBC contract. I mean, if whether or not he can yeah, make he a should. decision for you, but I, does he have to tell? Like, shouldn't he have to tell you by law? No, it's it, it, it's for what what the contract says. It's what the, because there's no statute. 
that requires it. A statute is 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 is, is legislation. There's no legislation on this. Boxing is not regulated. You know, so they could put into their contracts whatever they want. You know, so it is what it is. I mean, I think the boxers need to unionize because these contracts are definitely the way they're drafted is draconian. It's it's heavily favored for the promoter. Yeah, that's why they cut. That's why the PBC cuts the promoter, man. Exactly. I mean, in a normal agency contract, the agent has to you know has to confer with the principal. But the way I read the language there, Heyman can just say no to a fight not even, without the consent of his fighter, because because he has to approve of he has to approve of the offer. Heyman himself. Yeah. So it is what it is, you know. But back to Bud. I mean, listen, he has a case. It's good enough to get to a trial. Will he win a trial? That all depends on who and who is that is in all that right, jury but, box. But 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 let's let's go to the jury box. When they bring up Rashida Ali and she's like saying just what she said in her tweet. Did you see her tweet? Have you been listening to the show? Yeah, yeah. I saw her, I saw her tweet, but you know what? She's not going to be able to testify because she has no relevant information as to what went on between Bob and Bo, between Bud and Bob. But not as that. a character, like a character witness? witness? Exactly. Is they going to bring up as yeah, a character she, witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she could come in, you know, and that, but that cuts both ways because you know Bud's gonna call it call in Floyd, Bud's gonna call in other fighters yeah, but, but who have an axe to grind with Bob. Is, is Floyd gonna have to be subpoenaed or is he gonna come willingly? He's, he's, well, he's got two choices: either comes willingly or it, or he'll be subpoenaed. I mean, and what happens if he doesn't he come? Subpoena, what, got, happen, oh. what happens if he doesn't come? Because I don't okay. see I don't see Al Heyman advising Floyd to go help Crawford. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what will happen. If they subpoena Floyd to show up for a deposition and he doesn't, the judge has the power to issue what's called a rule to show cause. That will basically require Floyd to go to court and to explain to the judge why he's not showing up for a deposition. And he has to show cause because if he doesn't... You know that Floyd can say, I got business in another country. Come on! Floyd, Al, yeah, Al Heyman, say, what, let me ask you one question. Do you think Al Heyman can get Floyd out of showing up to that courtroom? No. Oh, if the judge wow. puts him under subpoena, if the judge puts for him under subpoena, suit, the judge will come, you need to show up. For, for a civil suit. Yes. You telling me Floyd could go to jail for a civil for not showing up subpoena for a civil suit? Yeah, I've done it in cases where I've litigated. I have people in subpoena, and they didn't want to show up, and they just thumbed their nose at the subpoena, and they had and they had to show up in court to show cause. Fucking and some man. people refused to show cause. Yeah, a subpoena is a court order. But for a civil suit, subpoena I, is, a, is a court it's order. It's not a criminal fucking case. I didn't think you had to be there. Yeah, but when you're in the subpoena, it's a court order. And if you don't show up, the, the you know the judge can levy all kinds of penalties. You know, put you in jail for contempt, make you pay a fine, attorney fee, stuff like that. But what is the worst? I mean, Floyd judges have a lot say? of power. What is the worst that Floyd can say? Come on. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know what Floyd would say, but I know that he's got history with Bob, and some of it isn't good, as far according to what I know. Nah, you're right. You're right. We all heard that. Bobby says some shit about yeah. Floyd shooting up cars in the media, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, 
this is not a case that Bob wants to go to trial on. It's, it's not going to be good for him. Because like you, you said, so I think it was you said that he's 90 years old. Yeah. He's got a lot of history. He said a lot of stuff in the media that's going to be used against them. It's, it's bulletin board material that the jury's going to hear. Because everything that he said in the media is going to be admissible in trial. The jury's going to hear everything that he said. Even though it's hearsay, but it's admissible as an admission of a party. But that's also why, again, so, the, the Rashida Ali comes into play. The fact that she has her son working for the company. Of course. I mean, yeah, she'll be able to testify, you know. And, you know, it, it's all going to come down to, you know, who's going to be able to persuade that jury and whether or not the makeup of the jury. Who, who, I mean, how are they going to look at a 90-year-old Bob who's been around since the 60s, and we all know what the 60s was like, and they're really going to think that this guy has no ounce of bigotry in him when you look at the pattern of behavior that's gone on? I mean, listen, it's not a slam dunk case, but it's enough that it, it could be won. Uh-oh, I got... And I if got, I was Bob I got, uh, Council, I got I got one of my listeners who's super chatting this saying, this is a civil, not federal case in all caps. They won't be able to force anyone into court. I don't know. You're the lawyer. Well, I... I'm the lawyer. I would recommend that your listeners read the, uh, the the Nevada Rules of Civil Procedure. Every state has that. And in, in the rules, when, when a person is served with a peanut to appear for a deposition or a hearing and they refuse to show, then the court has the power to issue what's called a rule to show cause. Every state, every, every state has that. And I've, and I've done it in my case. When a, when a, in fact, I did it about a month ago. When I had a witness said, "I'm not going to, I'm not showing up for that deposition." I had the show cause hearing. She showed up and she changed her tune because she didn't want to go to jail. Well, so trust me, uh, the, ju the the judge does have the power to do that. I love that you called in, Chris. Man, we're definitely gonna call you. Can we get your last name? I know some people. I'm sure in the Miami area yeah. would love to Google you. And, and, and maybe use your services, let them know where your law office is. I truly appreciate this spontaneous call and would look forward to calling yeah, upon you for some more boxing-related uh, legal advice. Yeah, my, net, my last name is Carrazana, Carrazana, C-A-R-R-A-Z-A-N-A. -A -A. You know, you can look me up in the Florida bar. My bar number is one eight eight one one five. There you go. Shout out to you because you know you already had these little brain dead chat guys saying you failed the bar i already had a time i'm out but appreciate <laughs> you man thank you all right not a problem that's all right all right do the keep keep doing the great work but you got a great show man appreciate all right, you man all right bye-bye god is so good look at that man speak it believe it receive it that's the one thing i will never forget about deontay wilder we literally asked for that live on air and he called in and, and, and I'm so happy that he gave his bar number because some of you brain-dead people, like, why does your mind pull directly to negativity? Like, Jesus Christ, why can't you be happy that we got someone to call in and, and give us spontaneous legal law and, 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 and be real? No, you guys want to make him fake, man. The guy literally put out his fucking bar number and his name and everything so you could Google him. So you better use him if you're in that Miami area. But I got tons of callers on Blog Talk. You haven't pressed one, so that lets me know that you're not trying to join the, the fun. You just want to listen in in the background, which is okay. We're going out to Coach Myers in Connecticut. Oh, my God. 
It must be freezing up there right now. Lord, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. Shit, man. It's not too bad. Yo, you be having your team play flag football in the snow? They be playing in the snow? Not in the snow. (laughs) Not in the snow. We play indoor. Tournaments are indoor during the winter. But, um... I I, I, I semi-agree with the lawyer. Um... I had two cases before where I sued two companies, two previous jobs uh, for discrimination. Um, the key thing is that everybody got to understand that Bud has evidence that nobody knows about. Like backdoor conversation, emails, calls, talks with his managers, Julie, like those, those are witnesses that will be called that nobody know what they witnesses witness being heard, said, or done. So we just got to chill. Like, for example, like I sued a company before. You're not, first of all, the, the lawyer is going to get, uh, he's going to get you people that you work with to agree that stuff been done to you. Not just random people. Like, I don't know. Like people got to understand if you've never been through it, I just wouldn't comment too much on it because you don't really know the in and outs of it. I just think that Bud probably nine times out of 10 has a great case. And once it comes out, then they'll be like, oh, okay, okay. Just like Wilder and Fury. Everybody's like, Wilder, just just fight, just fight, just fight. You have no case. Then what happened? He got his case. He won his case. So I would just say, just be patient. I guarantee Bud will win this. But that's my call. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for calling in, Coach Myers. Glad to know you're not freezing out there. We got my man James Payne Lethal in the building. Are you available? You are, which means I'm running out of time to find where I placed that there. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. I thought I would swear you would be purple. You're not in the purples. Okay. There you go. This is, I don't even know what this color is. It's like rust. James Payne is my name, partner, how about you? Standing on my property and I'm gonna see about you. If I come out on my porch, I see you chilling in your wheel. Boy, I hope you know somebody better be waiting on the bitch. James Payne, baby, see me pissing on the post. If we're playing basketball, you might see me in the post. TBV, top of the morning. How does the audio sound? Oh, you straight, you straight. Straight, straight. All right, cool, man. I hope the sound of my truck ain't taken away from the quality of the call. But you know we on the ground. We working, so we got to keep rolling, 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 man. TBV, best part of waking up. Y'all know the slogan from the 80s. TBV in my mm, mm, cup. And shout out to the dude that uh, first started saying it on the Boston Voice. Uh, we will not, we'll lead it up in the uh, until further notice. Yo, shout out to Chris. The, the lawyer, the the, the 
the Esquire for calling in, dropping jewels on the TBV community, helping bring in a little clarification and a little understanding to some things that might be a little murky, a little muddy water. I really appreciated his uh, his contributions to the show this morning. Yo, shout out to Bud for, uh, you know, being a man and doing what he got to do and not just fighting inside the ring, but taking his fight to the courtroom, man, and saying, yo, Bob, man. I am blaming you. I'm blaming you for my frustrations for the last several years. And you finna compensate me, my G. And something that I was thinking about is, damn, they don't just got to reach for Floyd as far as somebody that could come to the courtroom and uh, maybe testify to the fact that Bob be with that bullshit. I mean, literally, off the top of my head, I can think of half a dozen fighters who have had negative experiences with top rank. And the one thing that they all got in common is they all minority people. You know what I'm saying? They black and brown. So, yo, Bob, if I, I ain't saying if I was you, but I'm just saying, yo, you might have to reach into the piggy bank and go on here and pay that man, man. Get that man what you owe that man because you know damn well you was, you was cutting raw deals, you was making raw deals, you was promising shit you couldn't deliver on. Then you was blaming them. For your shortcomings, talking about you could have bought houses, nice houses. Who gives a fuck what you could have bought? Pay that man what you owe that man. Chalk your losses. Move on. Keep exploiting these new fighters that you got coming up. Keep signing up the European fighters and building them up like they the biggest thing, best thing to boxing. Your time being here, your time is gone. It's time for some change. And I hope Crawford gets what he's looking for. That's my call. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show. TBV for life. Y'all make sure y'all hit that thumbs up on this and each and epi every episode of the Boxing Voice because this is the illest, trillest, dopest boxing podcast in the galaxy. And James Payne Lethal said that. Yeah. Um... Sorry for the long pause. Reading a message from one of my alumni. Ness, I've been telling you, top rank pays a monthly expense check, training camp check per fight, the actual fight check, plus signing bonus check when they first sign you. Uh, we got Mr. CYP. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, hello. You know what's funny, man? What's funny? The, the lawyer saves me a lot of time, a lot of energy. I appreciate that man coming on here. He talked just like me. Tell the same thing I've been telling y'all for years. Y'all never listen because y'all got a certain, y'all got a certain disrespect for certain people. Whatever. Whatever. I told y'all about Charlo, how he didn't turn the contract down. You don't know what you're talking about. I told you Wilder was going to win his case. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know shit. I don't know nothing. Y'all know everything. But y'all always wrong, and y'all never want to admit to me you're wrong. And then the next situation comes up, and you're wrong about that shit, too. I ain't even got much to say. Thank you to the lawyer for saying everything I was going to say. See you, Rafi, out. All right. Well... I, for one, don't mind you being right, brother. You know? We got Big Fish JP. Big Fish JP. What's up? Uh, uh, Long Beach in the house. Uh, 
Yeah, man, I'm driving, man, so it might be a little distorted. But um, so far so good. All right, for sure. But the case is overwhelmingly about the breaches of contract. The racial implications just happen to be like the lightning rod. But overwhelmingly, the case is about the breaches of contract. And so what I do like about the racial part of it is that it's addressing the systemic racism in boxing. This is what I've been wanting to get to for years. The systemic, it's not a man-to-man case. The beauty of this is that the whole system is going to be addressed. And that's what we've been wanting to get to. And next, after Bob, guess who getting pulled on the fucking carpet? Suleiman. We gonna keep addressing the systemic racism in boxing. That's my call. All right. All right. We got... Let me double check this, man. I'm rusty, you know? That's what happens when you fucking lose 11 days of your life. Long sigh. We're going to what I believe is San Antonio, but I'm double-checking. And this is San Antonio's own Oscar. What up? Man, that was quick, bro. You got to be quick. Man, I barely pressed one. You know what I mean? Hey, man. You, me? you up next. Can you hear me? You kind of on a Bluetooth that sounds very far. I'll get off. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, you came to me quick. That's what I was saying. I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Um, I'm sorry good. to hear about your split, man. You know, that's why I keep my circle real, real small. You know what I mean? But whatever it is, what it is, right? And um, I'm glad you didn't um, bend to the man, man. I was going to tell you, uh, yeah, don't um, sell out for the man. Make the man sell out for you. For but uh, sure, what are we man. talking about? We talking about uh, Muhammad Ali's family standing with Bob Arum. Rashida Ali, Nico Ali came out and basically said he's not a racist. And that's why they signed Nico Ali Walsh. We had an attorney call in and say the top rank has a, has a good uh, defense. But, but, but Bud has an equally, uh, you know, good case. So, yeah, we're just talking about the case and the fact that people are coming out in defense of Bob. George Foreman also came out and basically said, you know, I know this man for a long time, and that's one thing he's not, is a racist. Oh, damn. It's not looking good for Bud then. And wasn't Bob a lawyer? Yep, yep. Damn. So I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I know he does a lot of stuff, you know, from like back in the days, the 50s and 60s, that's, you know, intolerable now. But uh, maybe he's just going to see now, you know. I, I don't know, man. But uh, that sucks. You know, I hope Bud gets some good, you know, fair treatment on this one at least, you know. But but that's it, man. Glad to hear you're doing better, man. And uh, shout out to all my sanitation workers cleaning up the world. Let's go, champ. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for using the show during your commute. Uh, actually, your route. Your route, man. I appreciate you for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Is that my man, Jerron Wolf? I'm going to double check because I don't want to fuck that up. But I feel like that's my man, Jerron, in Louisiana. 
Where you at? Where you at? This is nine eight five. Yup, right. Double checking. Yes, sir. What's going on? What's happening, man? I think this case is really not about racism. That's just extra stuff. It's about taking steps to get boxing to be back about the boxers and not the promoters. Because right now it's about the promoters, and we get it back about the boxers. The boxers will be able to fight the fights they want to fight, and you fight the big fights and get paid, and then we get entertained. That's what it's about to me. All right. Yeah. Let me just end it by saying to some for some of that don't know TBB more than just a podcast. It's a family. That's my song. You already know, Chant. Familia, man. Thank you for saying it. Um, Scat Rants. I like your chat. I'm going to have to put that out there. He said, Bob was a lawyer when Wilder won his case. So he put the hand palm in the face emoji. Like, come on, champ. You know, yeah, I got to stop saying Bob was a lawyer, Bob. Yeah, that don't mean that you a good lawyer. And, you know, when's the last time you practice? You know what I mean? Are you up to date on the, the laws? And, and have they changed? Have they changed? I don't know. I got some, uh, I got some more callers. My man, my Jimbe in the building. Okay, what's up? Good morning. Still morning. Yeah. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, I, I've stated on here my thoughts about how Bob, you know, did Terrence wrong with his career, and I will put all the blame on Bob. But that being said, um, I do not think that he is uh, a racist, uh, you know, I don't know that for certain, but, you know, he, I mean, Terrence was the second best paid athlete on the roster, was he not? Um, you know. Behind shit, Fury. Man. And you then know, also. You want to think so, but I don't know. I don't know. It looked like Shakur gets paid well, man. He got 400000 yeah. in the pandemic, too. I just, I don't know. He, he didn't make butt money, though, or he hasn't yet. And, and yeah, also. You're right, you're right. You're right. And, and also, um, how many times, I mean, Bud headlined those ESPN cards a lot. A lot of other fighters can't say that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope that he wins it because Bob's a fucking asshole and he ruined his career. But I don't think that it was because of racism. Um, but I do hope that Bud win, wins, the, wins the case. He deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, you only live once and he should have been able to fight those great fights. Um, but yeah, that's my call, Ness. For real, man. That that that's what sucks, man. That he's thirty three and he's still not any closer to getting them fights. It's crazy. He needs he needs the proper management, you know. Um, Bo Mac probably done took him as far as he could take him, man. Cause shit, man, it just ain't going right. Like. Even even what Brandon said something about Tim Zhu, I like that fight, but like that, none of that shit is them 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 legacy fights that people are gonna remember. You know, those are decent fights to to stay busy, but he need them career defining fights, man. You know, Foreman got to fight Ali and Frazier. You know, 
Shit is crazy, bro. You know. Earl is getting to fight all his contemporaries. And they they gonna be remembered, man. Porter's gonna be remembered, man. He's gonna keep working in this media. He's got his very successful podcast. He works for Fox. You know, Thurman is always going to be a talker. I don't know what he ends up doing after boxing because he's such a family man that, you know, he just might not do anything in the sport. You know, I would love to see Thurman become a trainer. He's so good with kids and the and the people in his gym. Um They saying, I mean, intrigue. You can you can have your call. You want you want you want you want your call. You ready? Cause you know, I, I think. Oh yeah, we went to my Gmail. Uh, intrigue. Oh, you're not even on the line. You're just sending stuff. All right, Davidian. What up, Big Fish? Big Fish Davidian. I'm healthy, strong, and about to knock Earl Spence out in Jesus' name. I'm bringing the whole church. SDS promotion. You win some, you lose some. But you live. Live another day. I got the whole uh, Christian congregation behind me. Theboxingvoice.com. And Jesus said. And we all know God only made one thing perfect. And that's my boxing ring. Yo, they hating on you, champ. That shit is absolutely nomination for best intro ever. Not just of 2022, bro. Damn, that shit hit. Seriously. Thank you. Um, shout out to Brandon Lenz. Um, to be honest, I like In a, a lot of the mile, other... Turn left onto St. Mary's Road. I like a lot of the other guys' uh, intros. Now so you got to be humble. That's how you win. Keep being humble. Nah, truthfully, I don't. I like, you know, all wink, of Wink, wink, truthfully. I get it. I get it. Wink, wink, truthfully. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this case with uh, with uh, uh, Bud, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty Turn left onto pretty St. Crazy. Mary. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I got my gps going but um yeah it's pretty crazy i didn't expect you know i mean i knew he was leaving top rank but i didn't think it was going he was going to actually you know sue him or whatever so i mean i guess i'll see how this how this works out but um you know i i really i want to see that spence fight though man it's gotta happen like for me that's public enemy number one mm. that's like the best like fight, but you know, they gonna blame Spence. He don't want to fight. He ducking. He's scared, and this, that, and the third. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We gotta see what happens. But other than that, great show, and uh, you know, God bless all the callers, and uh, thank you. Jay Will, what it do? Long time, Bro, long time um, listeners, man. What's up, baby? Shout 
Shit, you muted yourself or you had to go back to work? Which one was it? Nah, I muted myself, my bad. What's good? What's good, bro, man? I thought I had a dope or the, one of the dopest intros, at least top three, bro. But that that previous intro, man, that was my first time hearing it, man, bro. I was laughing out loud with, in Jesus' name, bro. Like, that was that's a good one. That's a good one. But, um, yo, this topic is, is it's, a, it's a hot one. It's, you know, you kind of want to be careful on how you approach it because you don't want to, you know, offend people when you when you speak on it. But um, you touched on it earlier with Fred and some of his interviews. Um, the guy, Cameron Duncan, he said some pretty kind of some things that's kind of incriminating um, on the Bob Aram top rank side when it comes to that lawsuit. About the he, board? Something about it like a, a black fighter board? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing about it is like all, like, uh, I think uh, your boy Adrian was speaking with like all older people, they may have their things or their ways about them, but like all their, I guess, quote unquote racist tropes aren't negative. So like one thing, and I hope nobody gets offended, but like if somebody says to a Jewish person, like, oh, I'm pretty sure you're good with money. That's not a negative thing to say. But that's a, a, a trope. That's a, a common thing people say about Jewish people. And Jewish people don't like that. So the one thing that Cameron Duncan was saying was like, he said that Bob Arum said back in the day that if I go ask a white guy, any white guy in America to throw a jab, he'll wind up his whole body, cock back and throw something awkward. He said, I'll ask any black man in America or any corner, any street in America to you know, throw a jab and he'll snap out a crispy jab. He just said, like, black people are just, you know, physically gifted. This is Bob Arum. Cameron Duncan said that Bob Arum told him this. Um, and so it's like, it's not something that, like, okay, I'm going to be upset if a, if a white man says, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be athletic. But when it comes to the terms of, of the lawsuit, even though it might not be a negative bias, it's still a bias that may have kept you know, Bud from getting certain fights. So if you want to keep Bud away from certain fighters because he's a black fighter, you think he's naturally gifted. No, you're not being quote unquote like racist in a negative way, but your racist bias is preventing Bud from, you know, getting the most out of his career. So that Cameron Duncan interview with, with Fred was kind of, it's kind of eye opening, but um, I just think there's a lot more to go with it, man. And I, I don't think Bob Arum is, cause like you said, if, if, um, if a reporter went through 80 years of his history, couldn't find it, I don't think the dude is a flat-out racist. just may be stuck in this way. He may have some beliefs that are kind of unpopular in 2022. But, um, yeah, man, that's my call. I would suggest everybody check out that Cameron Duncan interview, man. He, he's kind of spilling the beans on the, the non-black fighter list and how to steer their fighters away from it. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, that's my call. All right, all right, all right. Well... Looks like we got to get to Coach J. Mack. So you hating? I'm that guy. What you want to bet on? Bet a hundred thousand on that. Let's bet a million. You getting that money, right? Easy. Look, you bet a million. Easy. And I...
Did you have an interview that I missed? I had a lawyer on, yes. Give me a little Spontaneously, bit. Spontaneously, he called in, man. We asked for one. He said, damn, I wish we had a lawyer. He just gave his thoughts on the case and saying that Bud has one, especially if it's in front of a jury, but that it could go both ways. It's 50-50 because it's a jury, you know. Bob could be able to, you know, prove that he did do everything that he could do for, for Bud. You know, uh, but 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 we're specifically also speaking about Rashida Ali coming out in defense of Bob and saying basically how, you know, he and her father were the reason that black and brown fighters got compensated more. And, and he is the reason that she let her son fight for top rank. So basically, people, George Foreman also came out and said, you know, that you could call Bob a lot of things, but he knows Bob a long time and he's racist. He is not. So people coming out in defense of Bob, uh, the machine is working because these are big names, you know, Rashida Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, Nico Ali, the grandson, George Norman. You know, these these are synonymous names with boxing. Okay, I um I heard them names. Um, this is my take on it. When I initially heard it, um, me and Brandon was on the back call. We said I don't think uh Bob was gonna win the case. Once I started hearing some more surrounding evidence. And what he was uh, actually suing for this, he actually actually has a case that he can sue um, for, and he, it may end up going to uh, being settled or what have you. But I think Bud will win. I don't think he's gonna come away with everything. For as the races, uh, I'm just I don't I disagree with. That. I don't think it is that. I think people have a stigma and what have you. Nowadays, uh, no black fighters, uh, black fighters being more dominant athletes and all that stuff. That's a real thing, and people knows that. And I think it's just um, rather people call it raises. Rather people just want to keep their brand away from something that they know they can tarnish it. And um, I don't think Bud, I don't think Bob was, uh, um, what you call, um, like pulling Bud. I think it was more he was frustrated that he couldn't make the money that he investment because at the end of the day he's an investment to Bob. And when you go into business and you uh, you sign a fighter. You bank on getting big fights for this fighter. And with the frustration of not being able to make the fights, I think Bob showed some of his uh, character flaws and was just speaking out. And he probably will have to pay Bud for that because once they open up those books and they realize Bud, Bob was making money, just not the money he wanted, and the stuff he was saying about it, then that's that's going to help Bud's case because Bob was making money off Bud. He just didn't make all the money that he planned on making with getting a big fight or securing a big fight. And he wanted for Terrence Crawford. I mean, that's my take on it. Uh, and um, I mean, shit, that's all I get. Oh, and I'm letting them names you named for his former Nali. They do play a big part if we got a jury. Because uh, on some of the part of the case, they may uh, be more lean to say, well, man, it does have working with 
multicolored fighters and what have you. So I don't know if that's going to be a stronghold on this case. That's all I got on that. All right, all right. Let's see who's next on the line. You know the number to call in, 1425-569-5241. Press 1 one time. If you haven't pressed 1, you may feel like we haven't gotten to you, and that's because you haven't pressed 1, but we definitely see my main man. Oh, Cliff is wild. That's known in Dallas. Okay. I'm the best. Mm. That's the mindset I'm keeping. Nobody's going to beat me from now on. Who's next? Who up? Fire! Like, uh, Floyd Mayweather say he looks straight up and down. No special effect. All work is what? All work is what? What we'll point to the easy work then? Theboxingvoice.com. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife over there and my beautiful mother. Whether I win or lose, she's always there. SDS Promotions. Yeah. Hello. What up, Demarcus? For Surefire D. What's happening? What what up what up man? Uh, man, I just kind of get my take on that bud stuff, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I really like the fact that he's suing him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's known it's known to a lot of boxers that you know Bob got his his biases and prejudices or whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I do hope he got some some evidence on the back end because he really going against he really going against a mountain when you're going against somebody like Bob who do got all these resources and stuff like that. But at the same time, even though all these people coming out, like, you know, uh, Ali people and George Foreman people, the, the fact of the matter is, it don't matter if you're racist, you know what I'm saying, you still going to do business with whoever if, if the money is right, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? A lot of racist people say the the only color that matters is green. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, so that's how I feel about that. Of course he's doing Ali good. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Ali, uh, little grandson, he's doing them good because, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, that's a uh, promotable name. He Ali, he, he Ali grandson, and you know what I'm saying? So, of course, she's going to come out because she getting paid she getting paid behind that. And, you know, whatever relationship he had with George Foreman, you know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, at the end of the day, that don't, that don't stop his, his, his racist prejudice. And, you know, with that no black fighter thing, I heard that interview, too. To me, that's racist. You know what I'm saying? He didn't say no skilled fighter. He said no black fighter. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody can be skilled. You know what I'm saying? But when you say no black fighter, that's a racist prejudice. And you stopping people like Devin Haney. That's why you, you know what I'm saying, Devin Haney wants to fight Vasily uh, Lomachenko. But the no black fighter, they say, no, nah, we're not going to fight him right now. You know what I'm saying? So, so now... You know what I'm saying? Devin Haney ain't been able to get the opportunities he wants for stuff like that. Uh, uh, racial bias, you know what I'm saying? So however you want to look at it, that, that's fact. It didn't say no skill fighter. It say no black fighter. That's a racist thing, you know what I'm saying? So that's my opinion on it, man. I'm at work, you know what I'm saying? So I had to run to the bathroom and give my little two cents. But, yeah. Well, we appreciate you calling what in, I want man. To say, man. Appreciate you calling, especially from I work, know. man. Thank you, brother. hundred. All right. Shout out to your new intro. We loving it. We loving it. Shout out to Brandon in Houston. Appreciate you. Uh, I see Ra in Baltimore. You ain't press one. Hawk in Maryland. You ain't press one. And uh, I don't even know who's that also ain't press one. So quite a few you have not. And uh, give you a few seconds to do so.
And it looks like intrigue, the incredible. What up? You better not duck me, son. You better not duck me, son. I've been waiting on the phone call. One time. Storm is not done. For all those who think Storm is done, I'm not done. SDS promotion. One time. Entry. The big fish killer. like a lot of people not really uh understanding the case is uh broke up into three parts one is a uh, breach of contract the second one is breach of contract on another instance and the third is racial bias and the breach of contract is that he was guaranteed two fights um a year and it's like two years he didn't get those those two fights he got one fight and then the other one is that he had what they call a spence clause um, in that uh, Cavalaskis contract where if, because uh, Bud wasn't going to sign the Cavalaskis contract and then Bob and them came back to him and told him that they need him to sign the contract because they can, um, they can um, the Spence uh, fight was right around the corner and they could easily make it. And so they put the $900,000 clause that, would, uh, that if they didn't make the fight, he'd get the $900,000. He never got that, but Bud... Um, attorneys in them are stating that uh, Bob never had uh, uh, never had good intentions of making the Spence fight and they were just pressuring Bud to sign that contract to fulfill their obligations with ESPN uh, a network contra uh, um, contract so that's that's you know that's something a lot of people are just focusing on the racial bias thing and not knowing about the other two parts the breach of contracts and then that Spence clause and then the other, other thing I want to say is being a racist and having racial bias is two different things. Like, you don't got to be racist to have racial bias against somebody. You could think all black fighters, majority of black fighters don't make a lot of money or don't fight a certain type of way. That's racial bias. I don't mean you just around here calling folks nigger and just like that. That's what people are getting confused with the two. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. All right, all right. Brandon, Cincinnati, Boomerang. No need, no need. Going one time, going one time. We got Hawk in Maryland coming in for you if you're busy. Going to one time, going one time, going one time, going one time. Well, Hawk in Maryland, what up? Oh. Yo, what up, man? How you doing this morning, my brother? Straight. I was listening to the, 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 the stuff that I was talking about with the case. I thought he was saying that he was uh, alleging uh, uh, straight racism. I'm, you know, if he, um, and I was just thinking that um, if he was calling a Bob, Bob a racist, like that in the, um, in the lawsuit, I was thinking, you know, that, that would be, uh, he would, Bob would be able to counter someone for defamation if it was like that, but it don't sound like it was like that. So, I don't know. I just uh, 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 
I know Terrence is going up against a machine when it comes to Bob, but that's a machine. So I wish him the best. I don't know. I'm going to really got too much on that one. He is definitely going up against a machine. So I don't know if that can slow his down. Will he be able to still uh, do fights? Why he going through all that? Yeah, 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 because he's not signed to Bob, so he can still take a fight. He, he, You know, he got a legal team. Ain't got nothing to do with him. See, if he would have done this while he was with Bob, he could get he could get shelved. Oh, okay, because Bob is an attorney. Yeah, I mean, you know, like... like, like I think Scott, he was an attorney yeah, yeah, but like Scat Rand said, Bob was an attorney when he thought he could get Tyson Fury out the the, the Wilder contract, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you right. <clears throat> well, I um, I don't know. I just hope he, I hope Terrence get you know get get out of it with he you know looking for. I just I just you know it's a machine, man. He running up against a machine. So I hope he can you know his, his people are smart because uh, I don't know I don't know what Bob kind of comment that dude to try to counter sue or something, but I don't know. Uh, but that's all I really got on that. That's all I really got. I'm just waiting for the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, when, when is, uh, um, okay, Keith Thurman fight? February um, 5th. February Mario's. 5th. February okay. 5th. All right, but All right, Hawk. Listen, uh, I've been told by the producer that, uh, Stenonius has been rescheduled. Stenonius has been rescheduled. You know, he's rescheduled. So, uh, Brandon said, no, J-Mac Boomerang, courtesy of Jordan Baker. Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> nah, yes, nah, I Jordan. Nah, I'm fucking with you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, even though you a Florida nope. boy, you're not an island boy, Jordan Baker. <laughs> what up, J-Mac? I'm about to say I met Jordan Baker. That don't fit him. That damn shit don't fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shout out to uh, Intrigue. Intrigue say, Intrigue say the best. I think I worded it wrong. Racial bias and race and and being racist is two different things. I think we all have a racial bias in us. Um, I'll say, for instance, like a lot of like like a lot of people like myself, we uh, uh for when it comes down to athletes, we already think one race might be more superior. I mean, so that's a racial bias as well too. So when I was describing it, when I said the no black fighter, remember he said you can go to any black fighter on the corner and tell them how to throw a jab. They go naturally do it. And I ain't trying to run it down. I'm just saying they are racial bias when it comes down to sports. And I'm not going down that either. For as uh, I seen some, I think it was Pilgrimish something, whatever his name is in the chat. Uh, he spoke on how strategic it was. But did it just like how he break down his fights. He was patient while everybody was saying he should have did this, should have did that. He was just stacking up his case and building it, and he did it as soon as he was on his way out. Um, for his asking for the Spence fight out, why would he ask for the Spence fight out if he wasn't planning on sticking around and they couldn't get him to fight? So that made no sense. And another thing about some of these uh, haters, they're being exposed. And that's what my biggest problem is. Like, they always had a problem with the fact that Bud was signed with uh, um, Top Rank instead of signing with a network they wanted to uh, sign with. And that's what I don't care for in the sport. They call themselves boxing fans, but they want to argue networks. I'm not here to argue who you sign with. I'm arguing who you trying to fight with because who you sign with really don't stop the fights. It's just about getting the fights made. And when a fighter really want to fight, uh, your fighter is really like that, 
they go make the fights happen. I mean, hint like Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. That was. Alright, come on. J-Mac the only one. I'm like, not even using a timer. My man on three calls right there. Uh, I got one super chat from Big Supermax who says, so did EJ duck or was it Bob's fault? I mean, you know, blame Bob was a thing EJ said from the beginning. So, you know, I mean, it's obviously Bob's fault if all of a sudden now, you know, um, he's suing Bob, right? He's blaming Bob. Same thing EJ said. So all along, maybe Bud was right. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm back with another one. I'm back with another one. I'm going to say 1230. Got a big show. Nice, beautiful news. Love the news. So I'm going to say 12.30. I'll be done with brunch. We'll be right back at it. And we can talk some more great boxing. And this is going to be some exciting news. Like, we're all going to be happy. This is great news for our community uh, specifically. I'm sure you'll be chopping it up in the back call about it but do come back at 12 30 i will have everything scheduled in a matter of minutes for 12 30 p.m eastern time uh and we'll be back for another spontaneous show phenomenal news i mean phenomenal news um yeah Catch me on the next one, Ness GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Arrivederci.